Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business News Afternoon Report for Friday the 8th of September 2023. I'm Michael Thompson. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about, so let's get cracking. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 closed down just slightly this afternoon, falling at 0.2% to 7,157 points. Closing out a pretty shaky trading week, down 1.7% overall. It's pretty patchy in terms of sectors today. Metals and mining and materials led the falls. Iron ore prices hit the miners with BHP, Fortescue and Rio Tinto all dropping today. Utilities and healthcare were the top performing sectors, led by the best on the bourse, which was medical device company Polynovo, up 3.1%. Mineral resources was the worst performer over the day, down 3.8%. It's trading ex-dividend. Aurora continued its fall down another 3.2% after unveiling its $2.2 billion deal earlier this week to buy French bottle maker Saverglass. And a major story as well on the NASDAQ that everyone is talking about, Apple shares have fallen about 6.4% over the past couple of days and more than 200 million US dollars has been slashed off its market value following Beijing's further expansion of its ban on iPhones to government-backed agencies and state-owned companies. China is one of Apple's biggest markets outside of the US and contributes to almost 20% of the phone maker's revenues. On to story number two, strikes have kicked off at Chevron's LNG projects at Wheatstone and Gorgon after last-minute negotiations failed to reach a deal. There will now be three weeks of strike action, which started with 500 members of the Union Collective Offshore Alliance walking off the job for three hours this afternoon. This is a dramatic escalation in the action, with stoppages now to average about 10 hours a day until next week before they rise to become rolling 24-hour strikes. Almost Almost half of Western Australia's domestic gas is reliant on these two projects, along with about 7% of global LNG supply, and even just the talks of strikes uh, has caused significant volatility on global gas markets. The unions and Chevron have been in five days of mediation with the Fair Work Commission, which ended this morning. The Offshore Alliance said on social media that it was, quote, game on for Chevron, and said the company would face its, quote, day of reckoning. Chevron says the unions are seeking terms above and beyond the equivalent of others in the industry. This story has a long way to play out. Story number three, the nation's biggest superannuation fund is being hauled in front of the federal court by the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. The $300 billion superannuation giant Australian Super stands accused by the corporate watchdog of failing to consolidate 90,000 member accounts at a cost to those members of an eye-watering $69 million in fees. Now, ASIC alleges that the industry super fund failed to put policies and procedures in place to merge duplicate accounts and, crucially, that this went against their responsibility to act in the best interests of members. Ozsuper already promised to refund members in May for having these duplicate accounts and for charging them duplicate fees and insurance premiums as a result, and it self-reported the problem to the regulator. This has not allayed ASIC's concerns, though, as it reckons Ozsuper identified the problem in 2018 but didn't take proper steps to resolve it until 2021. 
Story number four, Telstra, Optus and Vodafone have all taken part in federal government direct exercises to prepare them against hacks and other malicious cyber attacks. The test is a top secret scenario developed by Australia's intelligence officials and is designed to basically war game what might happen in a major cyber hack situation. Telstra CEO Vicky Brady said the telco had been experiencing a significant increase in cyber attacks in 2023 compared to last year and collaboration was critical to protecting Australians and businesses. She also warned that scam activity is on the rise. Cybersecurity Minister Claire O'Neill said that the big four banks faced 50 million cyber attacks last year and the ATO was attacked 3 million times a month. Extraordinary. And on to story number five, a major campaign was launched today by the Property Council, Housing Industry Association, Urban Development Institute of Australia and Master Builders. They want the Victorian government to release more greenfield land to tackle the housing crisis. Victoria is leading the states in terms of running a planning review. So this is a a good indication of what might come next in other states as well. The Property Council wants developers to be given bonuses for building higher density homes if they include a specific portion of the project as affordable housing. That's it for the afternoon report for Friday, the 8th of September, 2023. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the weekend edition of the Fear and Greed Business News. I'm Michael Thompson. Enjoy your evening.